when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Oh, there you go with your sigh, um, Andy. Nothing particularly festive about that. Couldn't you have added a ho, 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 something like that? Or sung My Jamaican Guy? I haven't finished yet. I do apologise. <sighs> that was, that was a hint yeah. of a ho, ho, ho there. Get there. you. Do you like that? Yeah, I did like it. Yeah, it's Christmas. You, you're in, I would suggest that you instinctively you want to be anti-Christmas. You would think that, wouldn't you? Because you've got me typecast of... as some kind of morose, sort of um, obese, you know, barely alive yeah. northerner. Oh no, you're very much We're... alive. Um, very much. Yeah, I reckon. So okay. let's let's get. But no, a... I like Christmas, Bob. I yeah. like it a lot. Well, shall we enjoy this special Christmas podcast? Let's enjoy together, this then. Christmas episode of Athletico Mince. I'm going to give you first off uh, the chance to choose Christmas name for yourself. All right, Please choose do. from. Ken Cracker. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Yes. Um, Zach Reindeer. I Ooh. thought, like, a YouTube star. I feel a bit old for that one. Okay. But nice, though. A little bit sexy. Huh? Brandy Butter. <laughs> yeah, you like a bit? Could be a man. Could be a woman. Could be gender fluid. Could be. <laughs> or Mr. Chestnuts. Um, Do you see what I've done? Chestnuts. Yeah, me you tits. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course, you could be Ronnie Hot Dog. There's nothing, there's nothing unfestive um, about it. Can I be Brandy Butter? Brandy Butter. It's the new me for 2017. Happy Christmas, Brandy Butter. And happy Christmas to you, Honky Tonk. Where, where have you been? Where I've been, been on tour. Tour. Have you? Aye. See, I had a conversation with my daughter about this the other day. I say it's tour. Yeah. And she says it's tour. Tour? Tour. What, are you sending it to a special? I don't know what's going on. She just goes to an ordinary school. What does she say for... School. What does she say for bath? Um, she has showers. Oh, you get it. She's not a, a bat. Bar. She says book she... and not book. So, so I think bath. You wouldn't let her say bat bath, would you? Bath. I wouldn't accept that. No. Not in. Yeah. Send her into the street. If you want to say bath, if you want to say bath, just go outside. Yeah. That's simple as yeah. Simple you as have that, to you know stay I mean? outside for the rest of the week. I've done a little Christ- anyway. Christmas carol for you, Andy. Are you going to give us it now? Yeah. Oh, little town of Sunderland, how busy your little is. With lots of pale-skinned blokes with tits in your car park having a piss. (laughs) That's a nice little Sunderland. Did you see the video that I put on Twitter the other night of me up the little? Were you having a good time? I was up the little and it was about quarter past nine. Yeah. In the evening. Yeah. I was the only one in there, Bob. Really? Five days before Christmas. I thought it would be packed. Up the little soda, I went up for some of their cheap knockoff Baileys. Yeah. 
uh, three ninety nine. Did you get it? I haven't it? tried it yet. Oh, there's two. I've got the three ninety nine bottle yeah. and the six ninety nine bottle, and I might do a taste test on the next two um, different brands. Well, they're both little. They're both you know whatever. It's yeah. some made up name, but they're not Bailey's. But one's extra special yeah. and one's standard. Mm. But I'll, I'll do a little taste test. Andy, you deserve the extra special. Well, I'm keeping the extra special. The, the three yourself, three ninety yeah. nines for me brother. Oh right, I thought you were going to say well, kids. I'll, I'll get some. I'll get Will you some be more. having like a Christmas plat- platter style dinner? This is what I think of like for you for right. Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. My first thoughts was you get wafer thin turkey slices, yeah, yeah, tin carrots, yeah. Auntie Betty's roast spuds, yeah, tin of value parsnips, yeah, boil yeah. them all up in the same pan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just—is that something you would do? No, make a Christmas no, stew. No. All right. No. Would you get a three before five bird roast? Five. You'll get a five. five. A bird within a bird within a bird within a bird. Right, within well, a bird. okay. So let, I've never mm. had one. So the wasp, right, is the, the smallest, smallest bird, bird in Britain, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, So but the sparrow. So does it go wasp, spuggy, parrot, pigeon, duck? <laughs> is that what it yeah. goes? yeah. Do you know what they do? It's like I saw an old woman who swallowed a fly, isn't it? But yeah. in reverse. Ooh, a nice bit of midgey, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Just oh. as the final trait. Yeah, just sprinkled midgies on top. Hey, we've got so hey. much to do. <laughs> hey! No, not yet. Um, for Christmas, my wish list, Andy. Oh, I was just going to say. Are we I, going? Uh, I'll, I, want, I hope I get some Kendall mint cake. Yeah. I'm hoping for a Harrington jacket. Yeah. A white one yep. with Pearson's brass and oil. On the back, yeah. Someone will have to get that bespoke, and a poster of Susanna Hoff in or adjacent to a rabbit hutch. That's what I'm looking for. In the rabbit hutch, can you imagine that? Yeah, it would be something, wouldn't it? Behind the mesh with her face, just sort of longingly looking out to be freed. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, Andy. So I am. Here's what I'm getting. Thinking of getting you, so you can just choose which one you want. <laughs> I, I'll get you um, a five pack. Value pepper armies, yeah. Five. Yeah. Right. Some spray tan for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> a sports bra, Andy, for you. Right. Um, either, what should you choose of them three? Um, I, I, there's only one thing I want, right? A, a, a tit accessory kit. <laughs> so you can include a sports bra in that, but it's got, it comes with a thermometer. Right. It comes with a balm. Yeah. For soothing. Yeah. Uh, it comes with a frost shield for the winter. You know, like you right. put on your windscreen of your car. Yeah. And um, all of that, and some pens as well. What are the pens Just for? Just for writing your name on and that. Right. So that's what I want. So it's a tit maintenance kit. Tit, tit accessory kit, yeah. I think tit they can get them in little. Tack. Tack. That would be like an abbreviation, would call it that if it? you want. And so do you get any... any uh, there was nothing in there that suggested to me you ever washed them. There wasn't a cleanser or a... There's a balm. Well, what the fuck's a balm? Well, it's moisturising, isn't it? No, I don't think a balm's a moisturiser. Balm's like Fiery Jack or something to heat you up if you're... Well, this balm cools them down in the summer and then the frost shield keeps them... Keeps All right, them so you've got, a heat, a, you've got a cooling and a heating balm, yeah. but nothing in your maintenance regime has to do with cleansing or cleaning. I just, w- just wash them just over the sink. What? D- with t- a flannel. That's everyday stuff. That's not like... <laughs> you know, that's not special, like the accessory kit. Can I um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you, have you ever listened to music on your headphones when you've been on the bog? I haven't got any headphones. You Sorry. Don't, they don't own headphones. If it's helpful to you, for, you're probably, I think you're going to have a go at me. If it's helpful for you, I'll say yes, but I haven't. Right, that's all. No, no reason, it's just for a survey I'm doing, that's all. What survey? That's none of your business. Um, 
can we um, establish your credentials as the memory man? The yeah. festive styley. Is it is it football? It's um, it's popular culture. All right, well, give it a go. What from Nin- when? Eighties. Eighties. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a go. Right, here we go. Listen, listen carefully. Memory man, do you remember what was on BBC Two at eight pm on Boxing Day, nineteen eighty three? Eighty three. Have a think. Eight pm. Eight pm. BBC Two. Yes, I do. Very much. Now, um, I don't think I can accept that oh, answer. Oh, were you going to tell me BBC no, Two I, didn't no, no, exist then? Of course it did. I don't think you heard the question properly. I said 1983, and I think the answer you gave me there was 1984. Have another think. 1983, BBC Two. What are you on about? <laughs> I've done my job, Andy. Oh, I've twat. done my job. You fucking twat. Memory man. Well, something incredible happened to me, Andy. You'll have to help me with this story. I had a feeling it story Because I was visited by the ghost of Christmas future. You never were. I was. And this is what he showed me. It's to do with Mark Lawrence and Robson Green, oh, that's yeah? That's why you need me help. Okay. So he whooshed me up. I was just staring into my fridge, looking for some cheese or a bit Aye. of tongue something, or an apricot to eat, <laughs> you know what I mean? I whooshed away, and it was Christmas Eve he took me to, and Mark and his wife Barbara were at home, Mark Lawrence and his wife Barbara at home eating gluten-free mince pies Ooh. in front of the fire. Right. And watching the caravan show on TV. They do a special Christmas one. And Mark says... You were to do it, I right. yeah. I didn't realise that the Swift Challenger twin birth was available with a twin axle, Barbara. Jesus. I didn't realise that the Swift Challenger... Two birth. Two birth was available with a... Twin, tw- a tw- twin, axle. twin axle, Barbara. Look, are you going to step up to the plate here, Andy? I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared for this. I didn't know I was going to be doing Barbara, this. Barbara, no, you didn't, Mark, did you? You know, it's still not too late to invite Robson Green round for Christmas. Mark says, no, I haven't seen him for a month since he called me a bastard. No, I haven't seen him for a month since he called me a bastard. So it's up to him to make amends. So it's up to him to make amends. Thanks for doing that in two parts there for me. Are you sure, Mark? I know how fond you are of him. Mark, yes, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure. Ooh, look, an Idis Agrippo. With chrome bumper detail. Is that me? Yeah. Oh, look, an Idis Agrippo with chrome bumper detail. Well, come on, Andy. This is, get some purse in it. Then I'm transported, whoosh, to the front room of Rafa Benitez's house, yeah? Yeah. All his 12 kids are in bed, and he's dancing around the front room, brandy in one hand, singing, pull up to the bumper. <laughs> do you know that song? I do. Grace Jones, innit? Yep. It's like a traditional aristocrat's room. Do you know what? It's like half hunting, half library. Do you know that mm. vibe, Andy? Is he just like a German? No, no, he actually I just had thought a, he would be. And massive open log fire, that vibe, you know, deer heads mounted on the wall, big oil portraits of military types, swords crossed on the wall around the coat of arms, yeah. animal skin rugs on the floor. That's the vibe, yeah? Yeah. Pull up to the bumper. Seems like a German then. <laughs> Pull up to the bumper! <laughs> Anyway, suddenly he stopped singing Pull Up To The Bumper, mm. 
takes his clothes off, yeah, <laughs> pops a Newcastle United football sock over his dongle and sits in an eating chair, in an easy chair, eating peanut brittle, yeah? Then I see a window of the face staring through at him. It's oh. Robson Green. Oh. And under his breath, he's singing a carol. Rafa Benitez last looked at me at the outlets and uh, the most beautiful sight I ever saw and one I'd like to enter. <laughs> right? So that's a bit sad. That's how he was singing it. Then I'm whooshed back to Mark's house. Him and Barbara in bed. She's wide awake and he's on his side sobbing. Barbara says, what's the matter, love? Mark says, I miss Robson so much. He was the only friend I ever had. I miss Robson so much. He was the only friend I ever had. That's nice. Barbara hands him the phone. Barbara says, here, give him a ring. I've dialed the number. Mark puts the phone to his ear. It rings and rings, but goes through a voicemail. Mark says, "Um, no reply, love. Maybe he's gone to bed. No reply, love. Maybe he's gone to bed. I'll try him tomorrow, night-night. I'll try him tomorrow, night-night. Then I'm whooshed back to Rafa's, yeah? Yeah. Just outside the window where Robson was stood. And the window is open. And on the floor in the snow is Robson's phone. And it's ringing. And the caller's name says Loro. Yeah? Mm. I look through the window into the room. And there laying dead on the floor Jesus. is Robson. Rafa stood... Ab- yeah. Rafa stood above him holding one of his swords... With blood on the blade in his hand, he coughs and <laughs> he coughs and the sock falls off his dongle <laughs> and onto Robson's face. Yeah, Robson inhales his final breath. He smiles and whispers, "Rafa, Rafa Panitas." <laughs> then Sir Rafa's security man rushes in the room. Rafa explains he thought he was a burglar. That's kind of the end of it, but you see the point. What the what? moral here is is, you, if you're sitting on a grudge or a sulk or something, if it's a friend or family, yeah, you know you never know what's going to happen. If Mark had invited Robson to to stay at his for Christmas, he'd still be alive. And the other the other sort of lesson we yeah. learn from that is don't fuck with Rafa Benitez. <laughs> well, he was sat eating peanut he'll, brittle. He'll cut you. Well, he wouldn't. If someone flew through the window, freaking Geordie <laughs> flew through your window, and you're eating peanut brittle. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not condoning what Robson did. Andy, did you think that story was a little bit like Home Alone? Um, what kind of thing you only want to experience once a year? Oh, all right. I just wondered if you thought. I thought it had a little bit of Home Alone about it. Mm, okay. So, Andy, Bob. could I just ask: Is there a Christmas tree in the centre of Sunderland, or do they just paint a lamppost green and hang some clothes horses from it? Yes, there's a Christmas tree. Oh, there thank is the you. Christmas tree. I was out for a, for a drink in Sunderland City Centre last Christmas. Yeah. Uh, in the Dun Cow Pub, which is next next door to the Empire Theatre. Right. But if I had a detail, it didn't need. Oh, would you think you are Peter Houston enough? Mentioned theatrical. Yeah, I was in there one one night with um, Anne from Ant and Deck. Were you? Yeah, long time ago, before they were properly famous, when they were still on. You were with them, or you were near? I was near them. All oh, right. It's quite and there were some dwarfs in as well. Well, it's all very. And those lads can put the drink away. I tell you that. But anyway, that's not relevant. So I came yeah. out of the pub and there's this there's this uh, a, a yellow, like, uh, industrial unit thing, you know, one of these fucking metal box things. Well, a skip? Well, how would I describe container? it? Container? A container. All right. With someone sitting in it. Yeah. You know, I had a window on the front. Yeah. The fella's sitting in it 
And I didn't know what he was doing. So me and my brother went and asked him what he was doing. And he said, uh, I'm not allowed to tell you. Right. I says, go on, mate, what are you doing? What are you sat there for? Just sitting looking into thin air. I can't tell you. Go on, tell us. And he pointed across to the church across the road from the Empire mm. Theatre. And there was this Christmas tree in the church grounds with some white sort of fucking lights on it. He says, I'm watching that. So uh, he was being paid to sit all night oh, long. Oh, right, security. And guard this shitty tree yeah. in the church grounds. Well, not necessarily shitty, you know. Maybe it was a nice tree. But then, and then he started, he, he rang his boss and he said that started we, fighting we were you. asking questions <laughs> so he wouldn't know what to do. What if you got your kids for Christmas? Junior air fryers, Brexit hats, <laughs> little server club cards, what if you got them? Nah, you shouldn't say, should you, because you shouldn't you, give it you, away. You, you're very um, aggressive towards <laughs> me and my lifestyle today. Have you been saving all this up while you've been no, on tour? No, I've been on tour. Tour. So Listen, do you want to do a story? I've got, I think it's time we went across to um, Vince Parsnip's house, oh, the uh, observational comedian, because we've got a special Christmas episode of the sitcom set there. So um, here do we you want the fame Vince, show? Vincent Morin, if you can remember what it is, yeah? <laughs> there it is. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, hey, Marion, are we all set for Christmas then? Shall we have a Christmas like we used to have back in the 1980s? Do you remember them Christmases back then, eh? Hey, am I right? I am, I'm right. Vince, Vince, we need to talk about Christmas and money. There's no money for presents, no money for the Christmas dinner, nothing. We can't even afford any Brazil nuts. No, no, listen. Do you remember Christmas in the 1980s? Listen, your advent calendars, they didn't have any of those bits of chocolate or candles or perfume like they've got now. You didn't even get a picture behind the little doors. You just opened the door, a small jet of noxious gas would squirt out at you and you had to shut your eyes and try to imagine a manger. Vince, Vince, we've got nothing. You haven't had a paid gig since February. Those improv nights you do down at the food bank have kept us in tin potatoes, but we can't go on like this. Do you remember, though, Marion? Do you? Those 80s Christmases, when you couldn't get a Cabbage Patch doll because you were too hungover to get down the shops. So you bought two ordinary dolls, sawed the arse off one of them, and glued it over the face of the other one, and then stuck a pair of googly eyes on it. Yes, Vince, I remember, I still remember. Hey, I wonder what time the boys will get out of bed. 4am? 5am? Maybe we'll get a lie in for a change. Vince, the boys have gone. They're in their late 20s. They don't speak to you anymore because you try to get them to black up and become part of your act. Do you remember, Vince? Do you? Hey? Hey? Look, Ralph, it'll be fine. I've got an audition in the new year. Warm-up man for a new quiz show Paul Daniels is doing. It's called Wipeout. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Paul Daniels is dead, Vince. Paul Daniels died in March. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so, love. I don't think so. I was talking to him the other day. He's as ragged as rain. He was just back from getting his wig upgraded for the new show. Vince, I think we need to call a crisis team. This is starting to feel like Minehead all over again. Don't say the M-word, Marion. Don't say the M-word at Christmas. Look, let's just keep it simple this year, Vince. Just the two of us. Well, well... Sharing a tin of potatoes lying on the floor of the utility room till the bailiffs have gone. Yes, Vince. Just that. Just us. <laughs> Stop the clock, Annie. 
Good times there in Vince Parsnip's well, house. Is Christmas. that a Christmas special? That's a Christmas special. And what, what channel can we see that on? <coughs> BBC 8. So. <coughs> Jesus. A few wife's oh. questions for you. Oh, God. I've, right. got, I've got some somewhere. Um, what have you got? First question from the wife. Hi, Andy. What have you got, Bob, for Christmas? Um... I, I I had some pens for him, but I've left them on the train. Some felt tips, some proper like um, upscale ones. From nice ones. Wait, wait yeah. Wouldn't dry out. No, really good ones. Okay, yeah. well, I'll, I'll I'll get I'll get them from well, the property that. and get them to him somehow. Second question: What's your Christmas message for the listeners? <sighs> um, really, just to um, just to try and keep going. Just just keep doing it. Telling you're telling listeners to these keep these are the listeners, yeah. Just keep going, please. Keep, because keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on because it's all we've got. Okay, final question from the wife. Do you hang anything from your knockers on Christmas Eve? Um a couple of pine cones <laughs> on some wire. And then I'm not of, even listening. Dan, dance I just around and they swing it. they swing backwards and forwards against each other rhythmically. Worst and, present I ever got. I was 14 years old, probably, probably one of Skeletrics, a beauty or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got a blackhead remover. <laughs> it's like a little sauna thing that you put hot water like in the bottom. Like a facial spa thing. Yeah. And then they would loosen your blackheads. So I, I'm sat on my bed, loosening my blackheads, looking out the window. Yeah. And in the arty opposite, the little kids on their new chopper bikes. Yeah. Did, did I That's quite telling, actually. That that says a lot about you and and the man you've become and, and the bitterness that tells you a really, lot about my lovely complexion. Really Andy, far that. from the surface. Yeah. Uh, well. Mm. Did I ever tell you, Andy? Actually, did I ever tell you um, how I messed up with not knowing that Santa wasn't real? You I, one I, I'll, Santa's I'll what? You know, I was young, so we've I believe young, we've got young listeners. You know, uh, well like under sevens. Well, all right. Well, I'll put a little warning in. If you've got a child under, I'll put this. I'll cut this out of the version I put out for them that hasn't got the swearing in. Right, carry on. Go on. I won't tell the story. Is that easy? No, just tell it. Well, well, you, the sto- cuts anyway. out the bag now. So I, <laughs> I still believed in Santa, right? Yeah. And I was first up on the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Went downstairs. Next to me brother's stocking was a little drum kit. Yeah. <laughs> Next to my stocking, I can't remember what, I don't know, an omelette pan or what, I don't know. So I thought, well, no one's going to know. So I fucking, <laughs> so I swapped them. Because I, I did you genuinely believe Santa in... had done the business. Yeah, yeah. I, I did that. I, I can't remember, I must And then the following young. year you were given a blackhead remover as a punishment. Well, and I've had worse A punishment gift. The worst <laughs> gift of all. Hey. 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 I've, oh, I thought, I wouldn't mind. Hey. Christmas Observer. Have you got some? Hey, hey, have you ever noticed, right? Now, come on, Andy, have you noticed, right? You open your presents on Christmas Day and nobody, nobody ever thinks of getting your brass hand oil. So the shops is shut and you spend the whole day squeaking like a fucking Christmas mole. I, I noticed that. Have you? Hey. Oh, yeah, whatever. Hey, hey, hey. You remember back in the 1980s, you used to get Velcro darts for Christmas and they would pick up all the nylon off your carpet 
and you couldn't pick it off because of your useless freaking <laughs> brass hand. You remember that? I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yay! Have you ever noticed that on Nigella's Christmas shows, she never stuffs a banana shallot up her ass with a brass hand, <laughs> does she? She doesn't, though, does she? She doesn't. Ooh. Oh, I've got booed. That's, boo- that's a boo for Nigella. Gangs of the APL. <clears throat> when do I not want Gangs of the APL? Okay, intro- Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. We've got to do the introductory music, please. Gangs of the EPL. <laughs> right, so I managed to get VIP tickets for Tottenham versus Burnley. Yep. And I, was it last Saturday or the one before? I can't remember, you bitch. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. A couple now, of weeks it? ago? Yeah. Well, I've been on tour, but um, that was the last match no, I went to. You call us a bitch, like. So yeah. after the match, I was in the players' lounge, right? And I was sat on the White Hearts table, yeah. right? But it was with Debbie. Have you aligned yourself with them then? They, they tolerate me. Right. You know what I mean? Sorry, I was next to their table, but my back was to Harry, but right. I shouldn't have said I was on their table. Other sides, Eric Lamera, Lamella. You know, the American sat on the table on his own, or whatever. So they were all eating extra pudding, right? Because they thought the pasta had very foreign flavours in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They wanted to get rid of the taste. So first one I hear is Harry. He says, um, that starter was awful, says Harry. It should have been shot at birth. <laughs> and they all laugh, right? That's Eric and Debbie, laugh their heads off. And he, then Harry says, listen, white hearts. Debbie and Eric say, we are the white hearts, feel the ferocious heat. Yeah? No, says Harry. You don't say the motto at the beginning of a statement. You say it at the end to show your approval and club unity. Honestly, how many times? Now, I don't know about you, but I think the Burnley players were very rude bunch and some of their tackling and unkind remarks on the field were very, very upsetting. I agree, boss, says Debbie. Harry says, well, chant the motto then, so Eric and Debbie. We had the white hearts, feel the ferocious heat. Then Debbie chips in. 
At one point, their centre-forward, Andrew Gray, claimed a throw-in when it had clearly gone out of play after hitting his leg last. I said to the referee that Andrew was telling lies and the referee had the audacity to tell me off and that upset me a lot. <laughs> and then Eric says, Throughout the game, I was continually getting upset. Debbie butts back in. Excuse me, am I to take it you don't agree with my point because you haven't done the motto? Fuck, it's Harry and Eric. Sorry, Debbie, we are the White Hearts field of ferocious heat. Eric, as I was saying, throughout the game, I was continually getting upset with their player, Jeff Hendrick. He has a very round face, which I don't think is very sportsmanlike, and when there was a free kick... He took ages to retreat to full 10 yards. It was frustrating as, as well as upsetting. Harry says, right, well, thank you both. So what I suggest... <laughs> and what voices am I doing at the moment? Hold on. <clears throat> thank you both. So what I suggest, Eric butts in. Why no chance? I'm pretty sad about that. You haven't done one and I thought I'd made an excellent contribution. Sorry, Eric. We are the White Hearts, feel our ferocious heat. <laughs> so, says Harry, what I suggest we do is we wait till Gray and Hendricks are in the toilet and we ambush them. We can give them a piece of our mind and suggest that they address their bad behaviour in future Premier League fixtures. <laughs> they agree, right, by doing the chant. I'm not doing it anymore. And then Harry says to Lamella on the next table, Hey, Lamella, you little creep. We know you were listening, so go and tell Toby and Van Vertonghen our plan and tell them we might need to back we might need backup in the toilets as we're going to give Andrew Gray and Hendricks a right dressing down that they won't forget for a very long time indeed. So I get up quick and rush the toilets, you know, to get ahead of the game, right? Yeah. Hide in a cubicle. The white arts come in, Debbie starts filling the sink and saying, I'm going to prepare some not-quite-clean water to throw at them if things like get unpleasant. And Harry says, I'm going to put my thumb in my trouser pocket and adopt like a cowboy-style stance. I think that will prove quite threatening to them. Then in comes Andre Gray, Jeff Hendrick. Jeff, all that spurs, lads. What's going on here? Great starter, wasn't it? Eric says, no, it was not very nice. It had a very difficult taste. We had to have loads of pudding to get rid of the taste. Debbie, we are the white arts, feel the ferocious heat, yeah, blah, blah. Andre yeah, yeah. Gray says, oh, so it yourselves, cowboys. I thought it was dishless. Oh, look, Jeff, they've got the same floor tiles that you have in your walk-in dresser. Very nice, I must say, and I do say so. Harry straight in. Shut up. We are very upset and have a bone to pick with you. Andre, oh, bone, is it my lucky day? <laughs> Debbie. What the fuck? <laughs> Debbie, you were both very rude on the pitch today and if Jesus was watching, he'd probably be in a bad temper with you. If you don't apologise, then I've got a very unpleasant surprise that will make you terribly upset. Jeff Hendrick says, Oh, yeah, what's a surprise? You're going to throw unclean water at us? It don't bother us. We got nout but unclean water at Burnley because Gaffer uses water tank as a piss pot. <laughs> oh, shut up, Moonface, says Harry. At this point, the toilet door opens. In strides Sean Dyche. All right, lads. Eric Lamella, the Yankee telltale tit, <laughs> told me you'd be in here. You two, get out. 
But we need a wee boss. There's a water tank round the back. Use that. Christ's sake. So Andre and Jeff leave. Harry, we're not scared of you, Mr Dice, even if you do have the voice of a monster from a forest. <laughs> but they are scared, aren't they? I can smell it hey, even in the box, yeah. Then Debbie says, Hey, what's that on your face? You've been sucking tomato soup straight out of your bowl. The White Arts laugh. We are the White Arts feel the ferocious heat. Sean says, No, I've not been eating soup. That's my disc beard. There once was a football manager who had the brilliant idea to grow a circular beard that all other teams would fear. I've got a disc beard. A disc beard. (laughs) Then he did one of those moves, right, anyway. You jump at the wall, take a few steps along the wall and then flip back off and he scissor-kicked the three of them onto the deck. Get in. They're all on the ground. Debbie started crying, obviously. obviously yeah. He's I'm going, going to tell Mr. Pocentino, you big bully. Sean starts having a piss in the sink. <laughs> and he says to Debbie, Hey, wash your hands in that sun, it might do you some good. <laughs> and then Sean leaves. Harry bends down to Debbie. He says, Don't be upset, Debbie. He's much older than us, so it wasn't a fair fight. We're going to have to get revenge on that creepy snitch Lamella, though. And then they all do their chant, but there's not much spirit to it. We are the white hearts feel the ferocious heat. Broken. Yeah. So did, did you think that story was a bit like Dog Day Afternoon, the movie? <laughs> it was a bit long, um, a bit, bit long, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry. It's all right, it's not a problem. And there's too many voices in it and I can't really do them. Are they not all just the same? Well, I'm trying, <laughs> I, I'm trying to make Eric's a bit more... Bit, He's a bit slower. Right. I'm trying to make um, Debbie's bit higher. Right. But I don't do it's it. It's hard to do yeah. when you're doing them all at once, isn't it? I suppose. Maybe we'll get some actors in or something for that next time. Yeah. While we're talking about football, should we go across to the Secret Soccer Superstar and see what he's talking about? Christmas runs. Yeah, has stuff. he got a Christmas story? It's, it's about, yeah, I think it's about what players do at Christmas time, yeah. Okay. Let's see what he's got. One of the traditions at this time of year is for players to go and visit some poorly kids in the local hospital. It's wonderful to see the faces of them sick kids light up when their footballing heroes turn up armed with presents and goodwill and um, free packets of cats and that. But there's a darker side to it as well. I can exclusively reveal as one top, top player who's got himself in big trouble on the hospital visit scene last year. His team had been out for their Christmas party the night before and he was still drunk when they turned up at the hospital the next morning. He was out of control. He nicked a load of bottles of antibacterial gel out of a cupboard and he got caught staring at a nurse for too long. His manager was furious when he found out and made him return most of the antibacterial gel. Anyway, this year, he's told the player he can't do the hospital visit scene or even play any matches over Christmas. So they're pretending he's got an injury and the manager sent him to work at an Amazon fulfilment centre for a fortnight. Apparently he loves it though and he's sleeping there in a nest made out of unsold copies of Ollie Murr's new album. So in the next couple of weeks, if you hear about a top, top player being ruled out for the rest of the season, you'll know it's him and he's gone rogue 
in the Amazon Fulfillment Centre. Ooh. Mm, yeah. Interesting angle. Keep an eye on the yeah. news to see who gets ruled out for the rest of the season. Yeah. No, no, uh, Had his head turned Is he by retail. Is it... Does this player look <clears> like <throat> L- Luka Modric? Does he look... Yeah, just, just generally. Is he is he slight slim? Um, he's... No. No? No. Okay, well, I'm just... I know you well, don't want to tell me. fine. I, I don't mind a asking few a question. Ideas. Right, Bob, I'm going to keep this short, right? It's nearly 2017. Yep. You need to start making smart decisions. Yeah. You, you agree with that, well, wouldn't sure, you? I like it. I'm all like pumped yeah. up now Listen, already. after picking up over 100,000 members, Cornerstone are now so confident that once men... You're a man, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Once men try their razor and shaving products, they won't go back to their old razor. Now, you look like you need a shave, so listen on. You can get an award-winning razor from just four quid with £10 off. Just visit cornerstone.co.uk slash... Mince, that's not a slash with a razor, it's a slash. Alright. You know, on the on the internet. Or visit cornerstone.co.uk and then code mince at checkout to get started. You'll never need to run out of blades again. You'll never need to shop for razors again. You get a smooth, comfortable six blade shave. Okay. Cut out the middle man, save your time and money. What do you reckon? Well, I don't know why you're telling me it, but for, thank you for the information. Okay, fair enough. All right. Just saying, you know, I'm not knocking That's, it at all. It's, but... it's just something that came into my head. I thought I'd mention it. You want to ask me something about an invention? I've or something, got, don't I've you? got some more investment ideas that I'd like to run by you. And that... you want me to invest? In well, them? you've got a lot of money. Uh, you're a millionaire. Um, yeah. You're a bit daft, so I figure you'd be sort of up Perfect. for up for, up for kind of um, lashing some of it out in my direction. Hey, hey, Andy, if it's a good idea, I'll invest. Here we go. Edible maps. All right. Try and imagine that before you ask any questions. No, Edible maps. Um, I'm not going to invest, Andy, but I really... Hang on. All right, you've got more information. Okay. Yeah. Think about a map, right? A map's massive, isn't it? Yeah. Think you're going fell walking or something right. in the lakes. Yeah. The map's massive, but you don't use the whole thing, do you? You just use the bit that you're going to be... Yeah. Walking about on right, so you go fell walking, and then you get a bit peckish. You yeah. Eat part of the map, the map, the bit of the map where you're not planning to go. So what is, might it be made of? But like marzipan or something. Well, fucking marzipan's not. You don't get print on marzipan, are you? But I do like what about our, like a really hardened potato. How are you going to make a, a, a map out of a mashed potato? Well, all right. Will you tell me what's going to be? Marzipan. I've just said. No, I will not invest in a marzipan map. Right, okay. I would have invested <clears throat> in an edible map. Right, here's another idea. Like Twitter, right? But just for men who wake up at 4am with an itchy ass. Um, oh, so they God. can, like, log on and sort of swap tips and stuff. So it's a chat room for itchy ass people. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I oh, know, thanks. No, okay. Um, pop potatoes. Pop? Pop potatoes. Right, it's tin potatoes, but with pop lyrics on the side of the tin. I've managed to sign up bands like Aha, The Cure, Spooky Tooth and Imagination. What already. do you mean, sign them up? The, they've, they've pledged some of their lyrics no, to go on the side of the... No, they haven't, you're right. No, but I like the idea. <clears throat> yeah. I do like... Can you come back to me with that one? Okay. With, um, you know, it's a bit, take the illegality out of it. I don't see where the illegality is. but we'll Using go. people's lyrics without their permission to put on oh, slap on the side of tins of It's 2017, man. People are getting all sorts off the internet now. Uh, well, can we call it half out of three? I mean, I would, like I said, I would have invested in an edible map if you'd come up with, like, I don't know, maybe even rice paper. With These days, everyone likes to have a chilli on it, doesn't it? So a chilli-flavoured rice paper. Right. Because it, I also thought... It'll keep you, you fa- warm as well while you're at Fellwalk. Yeah, and what you failed to mention is, they say you got lost. 
Yeah. There's some rations there immediately. Well, that's that, well yeah, I didn't mention that. I thought it was obvious. Yeah. Come back to me when you know what you're going to make right, it okay. out of. I'll, I'll well, look, this is enough for part one of a bumper special. Yeah, I We've think so indulged as well. the people far too much. But I do want to finish with my Christmas. With oh, this I hoped song. you were going to do that. So it's a Scottish song, and um, here we go. It was Christmas Eve on the island, and young Callum McBride was full of wonder and hope, for the following day would be the biggest day of his young life. His parents, on the other hand, were in a spirit of trepidation and fear, for, you see, the laird had chosen their boy to be the centrepiece of his entertainment at his Christmas feast, and for that reason alone they had decided to effect their son's escape to the mainland that very eve. (gasps) If they failed, then their precious son would be fetched at dawn by the laird's henchmen and taken to await his fate in the castle. Young Callum's mind was racing. He had often dreamed of life on the mainland, the wonder of the Timpson's heel bar with its revolving machine and its intricate leather-working tools, not to mention its sweet-smelling, powerful glues that could work their magic on even the most absorbent of materials. He saw himself wearing a tight blue suit, two sizes too small for him, as was the fashion on the mainland, and striding into Costa Coffee to demand their latest guest bean cappuccino. The waitress would be fulsome of tit and would seat him at a table where he could admire her curvature at leisure. Many times he had imagined himself dining at the latest pop-up restaurant, a fusion of Turkish and Rastafarian peasant food, served on plasterboard with drill bits as cutlery. Occasionally he dared to imagine himself out on a date at Frankie and Benny's with the waitress from the coffee shop. At the bus stop following their burger meal, she would turn to him and say, Would you agree, young laddie, that I have plenty tit to spare? Aye, he would reply, there's many a helping there with leftovers for the poor of the parish. She would laugh and allow him a brief tap on the side of her bounty. (laughs) Fast forward to midnight. Callum and his parents cower on the beach as a small craft with a single lamp approaches. Get in, lad. We must make great haste, says the man in the boat. And he does get in, and his parents weep as they say goodbye, knowing that the laird would guillotine them for this offence. Three hours later, Callum stepped off the boat onto the shore. See that light there, said the boatman. That's my daughter. Go to her, and she will provide you safe harbour. Go on, away you go. Callum approached the light and could never believe what he saw neath its glow. It was the girl from the coffee shop. Exactly as he had imagined her. He smiled an anxious smile as she put down her lamp and began to unbutton her blouse. When fully undone, Callum was faced with a sight that killed him instantly. (laughs) For her tits were not of the expected nature. They had embedded into them the faces of Andy Gray and Richard Keyes. (laughs) The faces of Gray and Keyes! The faces of Grey and Keys. Back on the shoreline, the boatman pulled back his hood and let out a cracker of a laugh. It was the laird. Merry Christmas, Callum, he whispered, and both he and the waitress disappeared in a puff of black smoke. 
The next day, Callum's parents received the news that their son had passed away on an island beach. For, you see, he had never left, and now he never would. Uh. Do you think the story was a bit like the opening <laughs> scene in Saving Private Ryan, Andy? Terrific. Yeah, you did. Terrific. Terrific. Yeah. Okay. I did. Part oh, two next time. We'll do part two next next in a few days. Can I remind me to ask you again about the annuity? Yeah. In well, we'll do two. the part two now, but I don't want people to have to listen to this for any longer. I know we're going to do it now, but okay. I'm just saying remind me during part two. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.